Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are still a lot of unrestricted free agents that are not signed currently. Would VGK have some interest in any of them? Our discussion comes your way next. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas, thanks for making us your first listen. You could find us wherever you get your podcast. Of course, go to our YouTube page and please subscribe there. Lockdown Golden Knights. And we are on Twitter at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G at Lockdown VGK. Chris, as we prepared for this show on free agency and free agents that are still available, something unfolded. Vladimir Tarasenko signed by the Ottawa Senators one year at $5 million. So the Sens, they lost Alex Dabrinkit, but they pick up Tarasenko, and that could be a good get. 18 goals and 50 points in 69 games this past season was with uh, St. Louis and then with the Rangers. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good it's a good situation for Tarasenko because Ottawa's got a shot to get to the playoffs. Maybe this gets them in the playoffs. Maybe they're a dark horse team to do something strange. And it's a smart move by Tarasenko because he's probably going to be the man over there now. I mean, you got Stutzla, Josh Norris, and you know some other really good players that are going to be coming back. Bernard Docker, Gustafson, the goalie. We can go on and on, on here. Oh, he's in Minnesota now. Not Gust- scratch Gustafson from the record there, but everything else. Um, but the salary cap goes up for the 24-25 season. So Tarasenko still getting five million bucks one year. If he can put up a 28, you know, goal season with 32 assists or something like that, he's gonna get his, you know, three or four million dollar, or sorry, three or four year deal worth, you know, six and a half, seven, seven and a half million dollars once the salary cap goes up. So good move for Tarasenko, good move for Ottawa to keep a star in the lineup and uh See how it shakes out. What UFAs are still on the market that the Golden Knights might be interested in? Any shiny new toys? VGK does not care, as we know, about the salary cap. They could care less. So they would sign someone now and then figure out the cap ramifications later. Uh, Would VGK, I mean, I I was just looking at some of the names on the list. Would they bring back someone the likes of a Tomas Tatar? Um, you know, that's an interesting one. I mean, he didn't work when they spent a first and a second and a third round draft pick on him. So, I mean, I don't know if they would flirt with that again. Now, you mentioned about, I don't know if you got, got the same, if you're going to go the same place I am with this one, but you mentioned Noah Grigor or Noah Grigor a long time ago. It looks like he's still a UFA. He's still out there. And he is still out oh, there, wow. according to the article we're looking at right now. Ten goals, seven assists, but you know he's on the Sharks. And, I like him. I, I like well, him. I think well, he's got huge like upside. The, I think he's got a huge upside, and I think that's a player that they can extract a lot of his talent out of. Well, that's the thing. Just like Aiden Hill, right? You know, he's someone that is, you know, kind of flying below the radar. You know, I hate to always dog on San Jose, but wasting away in San Jose, and you put him in the same locker room as a Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchesso and Alec Martinez and Petrangelo, and you know. We can keep on going, of course, Mark Stone. You know, that obviously can help uh, ignite one's career. Um, 
I mean, obviously Kessel is still out there. He's just chilling, doing his thing, waiting for the phone to ring. So I, I don't know. I mean, not from VGK. Have, I don't think it's good. No, I don't think it's going to be VGK. You heard Cassidy this. the other day on that podcast. He just said, yeah, we had like Phil Kessel, good leadership. I don't know where he's going to wind up. He just threw that <laughs> I mean, in there. I, I, I like stopped after the country club and that was the focus of my article. <laughs> I never even got to the last like 18 minutes of that show. It was the first three minutes were really good and gave me a really good article. So I was thankful for that. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, good. the one thing that, yeah, uh, the one thing that Kelly McCrimmon said, this is going back to Nashville during the draft right after Barbashev uh, was extended. And of course, Riley Smith was traded. He mentioned that the core of the team, you know, the team is pretty much still intact. I mean, literally Phil Kessel is gone. Okay. That's unfortunate, but Phil Kessel is gone. Riley Smith is traded and, you know, flipped for a younger player right in the midst of his prime, of course, talking about Ivan Barbashev. So he met McCrimmon also mentioned he didn't want to go to the outside. He didn't want to bring anyone from the outside. And now to your point, Tony, I'm probably gonna beat you to it. It wouldn't be the first time if Kelly McCrimmon did, did, uh, you know, said A and did B if the right situation presented itself. I mean, let's be realistic. Um, but the Gold Knights currently sit at 23 of 23 rosters, so 23 of 23 roster spots. So they would have to do some wiggling, some cap roulette, not, not gymnastics, cap roulette. This is Vegas, folks. When's the last time we said cap roulette, Tony? We haven't had to refer to that in a long time. Just thinking about it. a minute. That. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. And uh, do you That's still like uh, do you still like uh, Jaroslav Halak uh, from the Rangers? Do you still like I him mean, for some experience at the goaltending position? You know, sometimes at the blackjack table, it's better to take that insurance and lock up a win, especially if it's a bad shoe. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. I said that slowly, folks, because I've been screwing up those those guys' names for like a month now. So we don't know what's going to happen exactly, right? We don't know what's going to happen with them. We do know what their history is last season. We know Aiden Hill had 28, 27 appearances, his career high. We know Logan Thompson had multiple injuries in the regular season and appeared in 38 games, I want to say. So listen, in a perfect world, if they can both get 70 to 75 starts between the two of them combined, life is good. Patera gets some work and gets to develop and you know, it might be another good playoff run. Obviously, a lot of great things got to work out. But having the insurance of a goalie that is not, you know, someone that has more than two starts at the NHL level would certainly be good. I just wonder if McCrimmon is going to take a wait-and-see approach, right? You know, you don't have Brossois in in the hopper, right? You know, you knew you had that third goalie coming at some point, and you know, I mean, call what it is. Thankfully, he uh, didn't do too well in the AHL, so they were able to get him through waivers a couple of times without getting claimed. And, you know, he got to work on his game. And if it wasn't for Larry Brossois down uh, down the stretch and early in the playoffs, you know, maybe we're not, you know, talking about this team winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Krejci and Kane, I'd say that's a pass, right? Uh, Matt Dumba is still well, out Krejci's there. Probably not, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Matt Dumba's still out there. I thought if something were to happen where they moved uh, Martinez, no. If they move Martinez, but I mean, I don't see that. I mean, who's what's the market for Alec Martinez right now? I mean, you can't trade you can't trade a defenseman out of San Jose making eleven million a year and scoring a hundred points. You're gonna, you know, I think today is Alec Martinez's birthday too, isn't it? It was today or yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. No shout outs for Robin Leonard, by the way. 
on state-run social media. Oh, stop with the Twitter stuff. Not you. Just okay. the more, was, I know. I know you're not dogging it, but I know other people are. You know, making a big deal about things not being said on Twitter these days. So, <laughs> preview for what the what the Friday folks coming up in about 14 minutes. Okay, have you noticed uh, as we kind of shift gears here that most of the arbitration cases have been settled before the meeting with the arbiter? Currently, it is 13 to 2 in favor of cases being settled in advance. Now, I have to go back to us speaking about this a few weeks ago when we were just saying how things there's a lot of bitterness in that room and each side is fighting back and forth for what they believe is right. You have cap issues and constraints and everything else. And the only two, I think, were uh, Kurashev two years, 4.5, and Ilya Samsonov, one year at 3.53. Both of those ended up being pretty club-friendly rulings from the reactions on Twitter and stuff. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's like a sales negotiation, right? You see, uh, you see, uh, you see this hockey card in my hand right here. Oddly enough, this guy's name is, uh, is, a. Uh, Richard Gamble. I just, it's an old vintage card. You know, I like this card. Okay. I see it at a, at a place. I'm going to offer 10 bucks for it. I know it's worth more than that. And then it the is? owner of the shop is going to, it's like a $25 card. It's nothing. It's cheap. Okay. It would have been and in my the, bicycle spokes. It, it was it probably was. That's why it looks like, so looks so crappy, but whoever owns this card says, now nah, I want 40 bucks for it. And then you, you negotiate and you barter and you know, you, you make a deal. That's, that's no different than what the arbitration situations are. Usually the players shoot higher than the players are usually much more unreasonable than the franchises. As we learned this year, where the arbitrators or arbiters, I guess, is that the terminology, whatever the, the rulers, the judges, the judge, the jury and the executioners were both on this more on the sides of the teams and their rulings. But more times than not, I think it's just about timing. I think it's about buying time so the two sides can negotiate a little bit longer. Uh, Brett Howden, I mean, how far could Vegas you ever, and Brett Howden have been? That's what I was just going to ask you. Do you think we'll ever find out like what the distance Sometimes. was between the two sides? If you go on Elliot Friedman's uh, Twitter handle, a lot of times it is up there. Player wanted, club wanted, and then, you know. And, I mean, how far what, – what could Brett Howden – if there was truly a bitter battle, okay, let's – Let's assume for a second it was trouble in paradise, even though I don't. And think it's that typically was the case. it's well, and it's typically the agent driven, right? The agent, of course, drivers. yeah. I mean, I don't think his agent's Alan Walsh, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, let's just pretend for a second that Howden was not being reasonable and just only wanted to get paid. What's he going to say? Two point eight million dollars, you know, or something like that, where the Golden Knights are going to be like, you get one five, bro, and go away. Where realistically was he maybe hoping for one nine one nine five was two million maybe his his pipe dream scenario like come on okay we have coming up on July the thirtieth which is Sunday it's still uh, still scheduled to go through and that is Jeremy Swayman uh, from the Boston Bruins that's going to be oh. an interesting case did they just extend extend Olmark to if I'm not mistaken or no they, or someone else I don't know maybe it was Olmark yeah. I don't think it was all like, but Swayman's going to be interesting. And yeah, Terry's because they've been trying up. to, they've been trying to ship one of those goaltenders for a while. So, right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, you know that a team can walk away if the contract comes back for 4.54 million 
and higher. So just so you know, I mean, uh, if there is that's annual uh, pay, obviously, right? AAV. Of course. So yeah, but well, it's usually can... only a one year deal for our, for arbitration anyway. But right, uh, exactly. Uh, coming up next, uh, what we're going to Go do is uh, we're going to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. As uh, are they storing or stowing away their goaltender <laughs> Matt Murray on LTIR this season in the same manner. That VGK has done with the few players in the past. Oh, and we could kind of tie things to together. To we could this. tie it together. I had to do this. Yes, you we could to tie it together. Um, we could see something happening on LTAR with aforementioned Robin Leonard. We'll get into that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Today's episode brought to you by a product that we literally use every day. That is AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like myself and Chris. We're always on the run. We're always trying to sell our Henderson Silver Knights tickets. And you want to be healthy and you want to eat well, but it's easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you absorb so many vitamins, 75 high-quality vitamins. In fact, minerals, you have probiotics, adaptogens, and it starts your day off on the right foot. The special blend of ingredients supports everything, your nervous system, your immune system, recovery, focus, and your energy as well. And it can be very hard as well as expensive if you go out and try to get all these multiple supplements, these vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. And AG1 costs less than $3 per day. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick reporting. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. It's Lockdown Golden Knights. It's doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's uh, it's fun. The comments are good. And maybe one of these days we'll have a segment reading uh, reading some comments. Tony. A lot of negative comments that uh, you had posted in Vegas Hockey Now today. Or Thursday. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was a good time today. Yeah, <laughs> so I had a fun time. Negative. My, my name wasn't, uh, I didn't have my name involved. No, I'll save yours didn't for the podcast. It. No, it, it right. was a good time. It was a good time. I, I had fun. You know, this is, we're in the dog days of summer on the podcast and for writing. And at least the podcast, we can go three days a week. So we, we can kind of make it work. But you oh, know, yeah. for me, I got to dig a little bit right now. I got to dig a little bit. So I, I dug that one out and it actually did pretty well. So we think that the Golden Knights have goaltender issues. Uh, look no further than the Toronto Maple Leafs now, who could have it worse with their cap issues. Um, and they got better they now. Saw, well, last season they had uh, Jake Muzzins. He had that early neck injury like four weeks into the season, and they kind of stored him, stowed him away on the LTIR to clear the space. And this season already they are way over the cap. I think it was 11 million I think when I saw it last. 11 million. There were 11 million over. Oh my gosh. You would think, you know, VGK has a lot of cap issues. 
And so Toronto announcing uh, that the off-injured goaltender, uh, Matt Murray, added to LTIR. And they said potentially there could be a buyout in order. And this is, and you know what? The one thing I did not realize about LTIR, Chris, when I started to dig, was that you only need to sit 10 games or 21 days before you can return to the lineup. So I, I kind of forgot about that. I know because we are an LTIR-friendly podcast for VGK. So we we, we kind of know that. I just had to get the refresher course. Yeah, I mean, the LTIR, there's, there's injured reserve, which frees up a roster spot but not cap space. LTIR, which frees up a roster spot and cap space. But the parameters for both of those is once you are ready to return, you do that in a timely manner. Um, that was the concern, and we'll get to Matt Murray in a second, but this is, I think, what had the hockey world ablaze with uh, Mark Stone, where, you know, he was out since January 12th. Game one of the, you know, like like literally eight days before game one of the playoffs, oh, he's on the practice rink in a non-contact jersey, and, you know, Golden were kind of coy about it. Okay, well, he's just going to be out there. We'll see what happens, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Didn't look too uh, cleared, good that first game. But but, but cleared yeah. by Gary Bettman and his crew and his posse. Why? Because, again, it's rigged, as we know. Oh, stop it. I don't want to grab the sign right now. But So Matt Murray's situation, this is strange. And the Leafs currently sit $2 million over the cap based on their LTIR um, candidates, which Matt Murray is included in that. So, you know, the Leafs still got some work to do, but they're in a much better spot today than they were yesterday. So Matt Murray, the strange thing here is he was dressed in the playoffs. He was the backup goaltender. Um, quotes from Matt Murray down the stretch. He I played, felt great. Right? I, I, yeah, he was back. He was backing up, but he was on the bench. He was dressing for games. But didn't he come? Didn't he come back in one of the games? He might have. I don't have that in front of me here right now. But okay. his comments. I felt great. I was using practice time at the end of the year um, as the games almost. Basically, he was focusing like he was playing a game in practice. All my practices were focused. I felt great in practice. I was ready to go if called upon. Again, my role is to do whatever was asked to help the team win, and that's what I did. Matt Murray has concussion issues, so let's not understate the importance and the potential that things changed. I mean, head injuries, guys, it doesn't take much. Where John Strickland can tell us more about concussions than I possibly can, but we know head injuries I say, can be I say funky. We, we sh- we can we can ship him and Nolan Patrick to Philadelphia. There you go. There you go. So, right. you know, not not to understate what's going on in Matt Murray's world, because we don't know. I mean, maybe something else did happen down the stretch, but the optics of the Matt Murray situation, they don't look too good from afar. And let's just pretend for a second Toronto actually gets to play meaningful games in May and June. They're not going to, but let's just pretend for a second they do well. This moment right now is just what the Golden Knight fans have been dealing with, you know, for the last uh, oh, month and a half since uh, Vegas won the Stanley Cup and everyone complaining how the cup was handed to Vegas and they cheated the LTIR system. That's exactly what people are going to be saying about the Maple Leafs and Gary Bettman wanting to get a cup back in Toronto and all that. And I don't buy all of that. I mean, you know, the Golden Knights, there were, again, Pirelli and Friedman on the 32 Thoughts podcast, there were multiple teams that tried to blow the whistle on the Mark Stone situation. The league did request medical records of Mark Stone. They reviewed them. Uh, Elliot Friedman's wording was the league went hard on Vegas to make sure 
everything was on the up and up and whatever boxes had to be checked for the Golden Knights to pass to not be accused of sap, sap, of cap circumvention, all those boxes were checked that Vegas had no wrongdoing. Toronto, I mean, this early, you know, it's it's July the 27th. It feels a little, a little kinky. It feels a little kinky, I'm not going to lie. But again, it's a concussion situation. So who really knows besides Matt Murray and the Leafs, what's going on? Uh, speaking of Toronto, Ilya Samsonov won his arbitration hearing, and we did find numbers on how much he filed for four point nine million. That's my and point. Toronto, right <laughs> Toronto came back at two point four million. That exactly what I said earlier. <laughs> at three point fifty five million for yeah. uh, the year. Uh, where is the cup? Where is the cup? We've been keeping you abreast on this. Did you see Nick Hague had it at Henderson City Right Hall? around the block. Right around the block from me. How come I ain't The guy's not left Vegas. He loves it here. I mean, he wants you to know, make that's sure that he's not thing. late for camp this year. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, all the players, they keep bringing the cup outside of Vegas, Canada. And it's going to work its way, you know, around the, around wherever, you know, for the next uh, next month or so approximately. But all the players, they stay in Vegas in the offseason. That's the thing. Like, they probably take the cup home for a week, then they come back to Vegas or however it's going to be. I'm curious if anyone officially is going to have their day with the cup in Vegas, and maybe that's what Nick Haig is doing. Um, yeah, that was his He day. was asked yeah. about that at the softball game, and I can't remember what his date was or how he responded, if he was going to keep it in Vegas. I don't know, but it's – um. Yeah, I think you it know, was I mean, I'm literally Thursday. six minutes. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I'm six minutes away from the city hall. I wish I would have known that was happening. I would have, I would have snuck in the back door and uh, taken a job with Henderson for the day. That would have been pretty cool. And I do want to close the book. You know, we've talked a lot about arbitration and the fact that the only player in VGK history that won an arbitration case is none other than Nate Schmidt. And so I went back. I went back to look at the numbers that he posted in the 17-18 season. It's like they had to be really good, you know, for him to get a $3 million-plus raise. He came in from Washington, and he was making a million dollars. And next thing you know, he goes to arbitration after his first season here, 76 games, five goals, 31 assists, and 36 points. And they awarded him four four $4.5 I mean, 31 assists is a nice number, and I think he was, forgive me, I could be off, I think he was, was he on the number two or number one D pairing? Because what, McNabb, Theodore, Lucas Spiza, Oof. Um, obviously yeah. Nate Schmidt. He had Ooh, to be up in, yeah, in the Derek top England. Woof. Oh, Derek England. How do they win? The, the what defensemen are we forgetting about right now? I think you got We're, most of them. I got five out of the six. You say uh, McNabb? I did. Okay. So that was his career best. He's never even come close to 36 points. So that's the only thing that I have against arbitration. If a player has a career season, they get paid for that one season, and then they could do whatever they want from that point forward. Vegas paid everybody after season one. Don't kid yourself. Everybody. Everybody got paid. All right. So defensemen, let's see. England, Garris. Oh, John, John Merrill, Colin Miller. John Merrill. How can we forget? John Colin, Merrill and Colin Miller. Colin Miller would have been getting the minutes over John That's Merrill old school. unless there was an injury. That's old school. For, forward John Miller. John Miller. John Merrill. Forward John Merrill with uh, 
One of the and best Colin goals Miller. in BGK history. That was so much fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's right. That was very good. Uh, WTF, what Line the Friday? Line right wing. <laughs> that comes up next. Don't go away. You don't want to miss it. Right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. From Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. Thanks for making us your first listen all the time right here. We appreciate our everydayers, especially the folks that make this show tick. Someone pointed out the other day, in fact, that they're an everydayer. I said, oh, we talked about this on the show today. He said, I'm an everydayer. He kind of put me in my place like most people do. Uh, but make sure that you go to the YouTube channel and please subscribe there, Locked On Golden Knights. And so uh, let's see. First of all, I'm going to go the Eric Rabbers route at E-Runs. WTF, Chris doesn't know what pierogies are? I mean, they're like little dumplings. You wrap them up in, in the dough and you put meat or you can put cheese in the middle. My goodness, they are so good. So it's ravioli. Know. Basically, basically. We used to take like a little butter sauce, right? And we dip it in there and it was good. And well, Listen, this is why. Give me, some, give me some deep dish and some Italian sausage. You guys this can is why pierogies, okay? <laughs> this is why I'm on a calorie cap. Uh, okay, NHL rookie faceoffs coming here, um, and that's coming to Las Vegas and to Henderson in September. So I went back, Chris, WTF, 2018. We're just now, we're just waxing nostalgia here tonight. Uh, 2018, VGK's starting goalie against Colorado was Maxime Zukov in the in the rookie game with Yeri Patera as the other guy as his backup. And guess what? You know, we talk about VGK and it's being dysfunctional and they can't keep a coach. If you go through like Rocky Thompson all the way to today, you've got three coaches on the HL level too. That's fun. That's fun. I don't know. WTF. All right. So. Oh, whoa. Oh, guess who else? Oh, guess who else was. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Rocky Thompson said there's older guys in the room uh, that are really making our guys comfortable. Guys like Keegan Colasar, Tyler Wong, Reed Duke. Reed Duke. Is he still with the AHL team here? No, he's overseas. He's gone. He's like gone, gone. Well, yeah, they really did a great job developing him. Okay, that's WTF. They try. I mean, he was actually a, a Wheat Kings um, transplant, too. So he had the history with um, McCrimmon, with McCrimmon right? but it didn't work out. And not too many of his uh, Wheat Kings transplants, you know, didn't work out. But that was one of them, unfortunately. Um, all right, so WTF. Riley Smith did not have the hat trick. He did not have the hats thrown on his lawn. Okay, fine. I made a mistake on Monday or Wednesday, and honestly, I don't care. It's a mistake. Who cares? And uh, someone at Sin City something, I forgot your handle already. Oh, your media, you need to know these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, I made a mistake. Get over it, okay? It's not the first time. It's not the last time. It's not the middle time. So, you know, if, if you got a perfect podcast, let me know. I'll follow you. I'll watch it every day, and I wish you well. Uh, WTF there. Um, WTF, this was actually pretty good. Um, the sale that the Golden Knights had at City National Arena had some spectacular deals and a lot of fun things there. They were selling like warm-up pucks for a buck and game pucks for a buck. Um, really? Player used skates for a hundred bucks. Like some excellent items for 
you know, not what you expected a team that just won the Stanley cup, and especially, you know, the Vegas golden Knights. I mean, let's face it. They, um, they know the business side of, uh, of, of how to make money, I guess you can say, but they did a really good job. And they were also doing um, like mystery boxes, depending on how much you spent on it was like the higher, you know, value item inside, like um, for 500 bucks, I think it was a random game used player worn Jersey and some big, big names popping out there. A lot of stuff that, you know, me and my world, I know you could take and flip on eBay immediately you know, make some money with them. Um, I didn't go, I didn't do any of that, but um, you know, it would have been a good opportunity if you were sharp in uh, the flip world or if just to get some real good things. So mad props for the golden Knights for, um, you know, pricing that um, accordingly. I got a couple things written down, Tony. So you go ahead while I decide. Okay. Uh, WTF from two. Darth Tommy, our good friend, Darth Tommy. Ah, Tommy what's up? WTF is up with our golden helmets. I was never a fan, but they seem to have disappeared. I think if the match the color to the if they match the color to the home jerseys, they could give it another go. WTF. I wanted to see him with the red, the red reverse retro jersey, or even the black reverse retro jersey. But I think no, the red I hate one. Those. The jersey or the helmets? The helmets, the buckets are just the worst. But that's but that's why. But Tony, that's you're not embracing Vegas. It's it's meant to be the worst. Like that's the thing. It's not meant to be cool it's not it, it's it's embracing what a lot of vegas is and it's gaudy and it's over the top and it's it's made you look it's attention grabbing and that's what's fun that, that's why that's why you don't have any fun tony it's why you're no fun that's why people like me more than you on this podcast wtf um f- tickets for the rookie face-off tickets okay i went back i've been doing a lot of research lately buddy you have okay been. you got you must have a headache right now so so i went back the inaugural rookie challenge here, the rookie face-off in Las Vegas. And I tweeted this out to you because it got me irritated. You asked me the other day, how much will tickets be? They're probably going to give them away, season ticket holders. The tickets were 40 bucks in 2018. That is a $50 ticket today. It was in, it was in Vegas or no? It was a, in Vegas? Yeah, the time that it was here. There was here once, 2018. And in fact, that first game, where did they hold it? Where where were they holding it? City it National? was at City National. Yeah, it was at City National. That very first game, it was against Colorado. VGK gets out to the five to nothing lead, and then come coming back, starring back the Colorado Avalanche. They score four straight goals. They make a game of it. VGK wins it seven to six, and they win it on the Nick Hague goal. Nick Hague. Okay, he scored the winning goal, and on top of that. This team was really good with special teams. Rocky Thompson, let's bring him back to run special teams. They were four of six on power plays. WTF. WTF myself. I wrote down, and I can't figure out why. I wrote down WTF pick, like picture, and then WTF <laughs> Twitter. Picture. Twitter. But I don't oh, know. My, my, my photo. It's got to be about my photo that I posted about the country club. You really like my photo? I, I did. I don't think that's what it was, but that was really good, actually. That was uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I so we've been hitting hard about how Pat Shreddy made the country club comments when he left, and then Bruce Cassidy addressed that on the podcast. Um, uh, Murray, I forgot M- Murphy's Murphy's Hockey Law podcast. There we go. Shout out to a uh, Boston Hockey now for that. And two minutes in, Cassidy addressed. He said the GM McCrimmon. And other players had commented about Patch Reddy's comments about the country club. And that's really as far as 
as Cassidy Wentz, but you could tell it was on his mind. It was on the player's mind. So I wrote an article immediately about that that actually is still doing – it's been doing great all week. So thank you very much for those that checked that out. And then Tony with the from the top rope with the tweet of tweets. Um, it was from the movie Trading Spaces, right, where yeah. they're in the country club and the four guys start singing <laughs> something to the girls. And I think Dan Aykroyd is like out there in the fur – and Jamie Lee Curtis's fur coat in the rain getting soaked watching this all happen and – Oh, my God. What a great movie. It's been a blast. We have to have fun with that. And WTF, get off of the Raiders social media about not tweeting out. I was going to say, that was my, go ahead, you go. You and I are just insane. I'll parlay. I'm going to parlay on that one. Go ahead. No, I'm just, it was irritating because they took it to another level entirely. uh, Totally misread the room or the tweets. Uh, VGK, yes, this was a VGK Foundation event. So that's why they were tweeting it out. It was a official function of the Vegas Golden Knights, whereas it was not was not an official function for the Las Vegas Raiders. And so that's why they weren't tweeting out. And the players, luckily, and I still don't know if everything is cool with them playing a softball game just a few days before they come back and they report to camp four days before camp opens up for crying out loud. Get off of the Raiders on that point. Let it go, WTF. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. And and one of the players, even on the Raiders, I forgot who it was, trying to catch a ball in center field, misjudges it, it hits him, cuts his Nate head Hobbs. open. He has to, yeah, he has to go get medical attention. That dude got drilled <laughs> with a friggin' 12-inch softball three days before the season started. But the Raiders showed up, guys. That is the only thing they needed to do. And for the people that are constantly dogging the Raiders about this situation – would you you would have found something else to be upset about if they put one tweet out? Well, they only tweeted once about it at, at night at 8:42 on a Sunday night. Like they only tweeted once about it. How dare they? Like, guys, it is not everyone's job in this town to immortalize the Golden Knights. Like, let's just call that what it is. If businesses, if franchises decide to jump on that train, fine. It's a great place to be. And obviously, you know, more people than than don't, you know, certainly support the team, but the Raiders don't have to, nor do the Golden Knights have to support the Raiders. And it's okay. Whatever's up with the owners, if anything is up with the owners, I'm not abreast to all that. I think Tony's a little more in that world than I am. But, you know, who cares? The Raiders showed up, and collectively the players that were there with the Raiders, with the Golden Knights players and the marketing and everything, collectively raised $300,000 for charity. That's the takeaway, not the fact that the Raiders didn't send a tweet out there. Who W T Friday cares if the Raiders didn't send tweet outs. And as we know, there is a little bit of tension, I suppose, between the Raiders and the Golden Knights, because Foley, of course, said, why would you spend this money and give uh, taxpayer money to build a stadium here in town, which I thought well, was the owner used to go to so many genius. of the Golden Knight games. What happened? The Raiders owner, um, Davis. Mark Davis. Why, yeah. why did he stop going to the games? Nah, I don't know. He was always Again. approachable. He was great yeah. to talk to. I oh, he's super. He goes to all the WNBA games, sits right there at center. Well, he owns court, the team, but yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's super, though. He's a great guy. Um, really ask engaged. Him. You go to those games. Local... Ask him why, why he doesn't go to Golden Knight games, Tony. Seriously, you'll see him. Ask him. Yeah. He's engaged with the local community an awful lot. Uh, But again, you know, fully, this is a business, right? And they do have to battle each other for the dollar. They do. Let's just face it, okay? Uh, For the entertainment dollar, they do in this city. 
And so there could be a little bit of friction there. I'm not quite sure. And that sure, dollar is going to go a little bit shorter with the Well, that possibly. dollar went to the dollar loan center, too, because Bill Foley, because Foley, nice segue, because Foley says, okay, uh, yeah, they're spending taxpayer money and then goes and gets money from the city of Henderson. And now says he won't build any other rinks Ice around rinks. the city. Bingo. He won't build any without what? Support. He, he, he said he wanted Las support. Vegas he said he was going to go and try and to get Henderson. support. He's not going to do it without any money. It costs money to do. Come on. I wonder how those rings are coming along. I, I really Thanks wish for tuning I mean in. this. <laughs> I mean this respectfully. I really do wish that we would get more hockey rinks in this town that aren't directly affiliated with the Golden Knights. And we got to get into that. Good. We got to dig in deep. I want to do that one day. Dog days of summer. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We thank you for making us your first listen. And you can find us wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. You could find my man at TD Chris G on not Boston Hockey Now, Vegas Hockey Now. You screwed up San Jose Hockey Now. I've, I've done more, more, more talk about Eric Vegas Carlson Hockey Now, lately. of course. And uh, we thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you again on Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.